Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. This is episode 74. 74. The fucking heinery, what it, what, the heinous fuckery most foul continues with Fred and Rose West. Part four. Come on down. The book, which was very well written, is An Evil Love, The Life of Frederick West by Jeffrey Wansell. Wansell? Yeah. Just one. Just Wansell. Juan. Look at my mouth. Juan. Hey, Juan. <laughs> hey, Juan. Juan. In episode one, two, and three, we went over all the, like, so much fuckery, and it was the foulest of the fuckery. If you missed that out, go back and listen, because we're not going to go over that out. again. Missed that out. If you missed out on that. I was going to say missed out and missed that, and so we missed that out. <laughs> if you missed that out, go listen, because we're not going to say it again, because I'm fucking over them. No, you guys really need to go back. If you haven't listened to one, two, and three, four, and then five is not going to make any sense to you. No, not all, at all. All you're going to do is jump in knee deep into a puddle of pig shit (laughs) that you're not ready for and you're gonna question your thought your motives like what the fuck did i just do why did i click on this Mm -hmm. why did i think this was a good idea Mm -hmm. well it's not so when we left you last we're talking about the dark secrets that fred and rose were now sharing all the sex murder child abuse young child abduction blah 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 so we're gonna move on from there on December 27, 1973, a 21-year-old undergraduate graduate student at the University of Exeter. Is that how, what it's called? I don't know. Let me see the word. I'm sure I'm saying I'm, it wrong. And everyone... Exeter? The university. I don't know. I'm sure that we're getting yelled at at this point, which we're used to. So if you know better... Send us a voice clip. <laughs> Tell us yes. what it's called. When we mispronounce things, feel free to correct us. Yes. But her name was Lucy Partington, and she was home for the holiday visiting family and friends. She'd gone to visit her friend Helen, and about 10.15, she was walking up near a bus stop when Fred West saw her. Dun, dun, dun. But I don't, dun, dun. As with many things that go with Fred, it is unknown exactly how she ended up at his house. He said that they had known each other for months and that they had been making love. I hate how they call it making love. Is that what you're calling it? It's not love the way that Fred West does it. It's fucking disgusting, horrible bullshit. Ew, it's rape how you do it, Fred. Call it rape, okay? It's it's not just rape, though. It's rape. It's a sense of empowerment for him. It's torture. It's... Not okay. It is not making love. No, don't call it making love. I can't even believe I typed that. I must have been in the zone. (laughs) Because usually I'm like banging or fucking or whatever. Because I refuse to call whatever Fred Yeah, but normal people only make love like three times a year, I think. The rest of the time, you're smashing papas. Yeah, you're just trying to get your rocks off because you're fucking (laughs) horny. It's not because you're so in love you can't take it anymore. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're just so in love you can't take it anymore. I love you so much. I need the thing you pee with to be inside me. Penis me at once. (laughs) Once. He said that he even gave her the nickname Juicy Lucy. 
That is so disgusting on so many levels. I know. I hate him. This I. I don't think I can say it enough that I hate him. But I hate him. I just. I don't know if if Fred West looked me straight in the face and was like. Hello, love. Let me introduce you. This is Juicy Lucy. I would have been like, you foul motherfucker. And then done some like Three Stooges shit and like, and just like karate chop him in the forehead after I jammed my fingers in his eye sockets. Uh You gross, nasty fuckhead. I I met this girl. We went and and made love out behind in in the alleyway. And I like to call her Juicy Lucy. (laughs) What? No. All everything. (laughs) I hate him. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Juicy Lucy. He said they met at the park that summer and their affair had started then. He also said that they had made arrangements for him to pick her up after she visited her friend so that he could take her home. And when she did this, she said that she was begging him to meet her parents because they were so in love. She was like... Come home with me, Fred, and meet my parents. And meet me parents. Meet um, me parents, Fred. Of all the things that never happened, that never happened the most. Yeah, and you'll you'll <laughs> get that quite often with fucking Fred West. Ew. What, the way that you just worded that? Oh. Yeah. It, goes, it works, though, both ways. I mean, <laughs> well. just saying. Proceed merrily forward. <laughs> She had gotten a hold of his phone number, and she was threatening to call Rose and tell her about their affair. He basically told her that she would regret telling his wife, and she kept insisting that she go live with him, and that's when he snapped and grabbed her by the throat. Because that's how it works. I put a clip at the beginning of, I don't know which episode, I think it was the second one, where he's like, I I was just grabbing her around the neck, I didn't mean to choke her, or I can't remember what he said, I just choked her a little bit, I I wasn't trying to do anything more than that. Whatever, whore. (laughs) I hate you. But that's the thing, okay, I can under, okay, it's not that I understand the actual action. Because I have pissed off many of people, and their knee-jerk reaction was not to grab me by the throat. No. I think it's happened like twice. And he knows how hard it is to fucking murder somebody by choking them out, so that's... But, oh, you know, she just, she said all the wrong things, so I had to snatch her up by her neck. What? What? Normal people are usually like, no, hey, listen... I'm a bitch slap you if you say something I don't like. Like, we're going straight fucking. No, he's just like, wait, 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 I, just, I just grabbed her by the throat. <sighs> All right. Okay. Yeah. He said he killed Lucy in his van that night and then he put her body through the vent that went into the cellar. In another version of the story, though, the night he picked her up by the bus stop, she told him she was pregnant and wanted a thousand pounds for an abortion, which is like $1,300 US, US dollars. He also said that he that she never knew his real name and that he always went by Steve. Okay, I just want to stress at this point that Lucy is an undergraduate student mm-hmm. at a college or university. A university. That's not in where he lives. It's away. She was home for the holiday. So, just keep that in mind when he said that they've been having an affair for months. Mm-hmm. Well, and I find it difficult to believe that a person who clearly had a lot going on for themselves looked at Fred West and was like, him, I choose him. 
And like they've said before, he was like nasty and grimy and didn't shower. So he's putting his nasty dick, of which he's fucked all the people with during the day. Like, by the end of the day, you're just getting a crusty dick. Like, why would you choose that? Dude, that's like having a fucking $100,000 vehicle, like a Skyline, and taking your dipstick and putting it in like an El Camino and a fucking Chevy truck and dipping it in all this dirty oil and then sticking it back into your fine-tuned machine. Um, but no. No, no, we're not going to do that. No. So sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Her mother said that she never spent time in Gloucester during 1973 because she was busy with school and traveling. And there was no way that she would have been there long enough to have had an affair with Dirty Dick Fred. Hmm. So Fair. it is possible that he met her at the park during the summer. Shit. It's possible to meet just about anybody in the fucking park in the summer. Right. It's also pulse- pulsable. Pulsable. It's like palpable. (laughs) Palsy. Palsable. (laughs) Something. Plausible. Possible. It is possible that he made sexual advances at her and that she turned him down so later he stalked her and then abducted her and would turn her into a slex slave. Yes. Okay, remember how we had that conversation earlier where the fucking mouth wouldn't make the words? Yep. I'm starting to think that my brain and my tongue got into an argument Uh and they're trying to sit as far away from each other as they possibly can. And brain's like, tongue, I can fuck you over so hard. Let me tell you something. You might be the strongest muscle in the head, but I control it. So you might want to apologize. I do. Like, I feel like they got in a fight and they're sitting on opposite ends of a fucking park bench. And I'm like, you two need to kiss and make up so I can make the fucking words and not put l's where they don't go or r's was it r's that i was doing last week you were r's R's. and now i'm putting it slexy slex slave what the fuck did you just say hey baby do you want to have slex i actually say that Mm -hmm. to spencer sometimes you want to have slex he's like what (laughs) um Anyway, uh, stalked her abducted her made her a sex slave now that that is possible Possible, plausible, possible. Yes. I feel like her bloopers are going to be pretty fucking rad. <laughs> I do too. Right. Her family and friends believe that she was a virgin until Dirty Dick Fred got a hold of her. How sad is I that? I know, that's horrible. Another possibility is that he had Rose with him in the van and he offered to give her a ride home. They had a theory that girls felt more comfortable taking a ride from him if there was another female present, unbeknownst to anybody that accepted the ride. She no. was nothing more than a like a, a fucking security blanket for unsuspecting. And if they would women. have gotten in with just Fred, they would have been better off than getting in with Rose. Because with Rose, you're going to get all the sadistic shit. With just Fred, you're probably just going to get banged and sent on your way. You're going to get raped. Yeah. But you're going to live. Yeah, you're not going to get tied up to shit in a fucking cellar. A little piece of me, like after reading the book watching some of the documentaries i think that rose enjoyed doing those things but i think it was also spurred into a much more like catastrophic torture Mm -hmm. due to jealousy i think she was like way fucking into it don't get me wrong because she she liked the rough yeah sketchy shit Mm -hmm. but I think when Fred was like, oh, what about that one? Or, oh, what about that one? She was like, yes, because she enjoyed hurting people. But at the same time, when her husband was expressing desire for somebody else, I think it pushed her like masochistic Uh sado bullshit into overdrive. Because then she was 
you know, like whipping that one girl's nether regions yeah. and then going down on her like, what the fuck? But she was okay with Fred being there because that's where I was just getting ready to go. She was okay with Fred being there for all of that. But Fred was doing her from behind while she was eating the chick out. And then Fred raped her while she was out of the room. Like, right. do you think, yeah, Fred wasn't allowed to actually have sex with them? I Where it was know, like but... an un, like that unwritten but spoken rule of mm-hmm. you can watch but you can't penetrate. Yeah. I don't know. So, I know it's a surprise, but later in life when he was talking about it, he denied having anything to do with her death. Let me show you my surprise face. Really, Fred? He blamed it completely on Rose. He said Rose's father had picked her up and Rose raped her and then murdered her. I don't believe that. I believe that... It was a fucking team effort, yo. Yeah, I think it's all a team effort. I don't think Fred ever chose to murder anyone. And I could be wrong. This is totally just my opinion. And it probably will change the more we read and talk. But... I think that he wanted to do all the crazy sex stuff. She wanted to do the crazy sex stuff, but then she wanted, I think she's the one that wanted him to kill him. Mm -hmm. And I know that he did it and he was the one that dismembered and everything. But I think that it was like, Rose was like, okay, we're done. Kill her. Probably. I could be way off. I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, there's only one person that knows and that person ain't talking, motherfucker. Because she's a bitch. Well, she's fucking mentally not there. I would threaten to beat her up, but she'd like it. She'd think it was know. like foreplay. You could like go- walk in there and just backhand her like some Samuel L. Jackson shit and be like, that motherfucker. And she'd be like. Mm. She'd like start tearing your pants off and going to munch. <laughs> like, and you're like, what wait, the fuck? Guard, guard. <laughs> you start, mayday, 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 man overboard. Jesus. This is not a conjugal vidget. 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 Get off my vidget. Get off my vidget, bitch. <laughs> You start tapping out SOS on the fucking bars. Ding, ding, ding. It's ding, not ding, that ding, 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 ding. Help. Prue needs help. It's not that kind of interview. <laughs> Prue can't do. Prue can't do. No. It needs help. And for those of you that are unaware, my maiden name is Prue. Prue. That that was like the funnest thing, though. Like, when my last name is Prue, I could rhyme it with everything. Can't rhyme a whole lot with maze. Mm. Maze. Maze. So, funny thing is... Since Rose was so obsessed with Linda Goff's black magic, maybe she did have a hand in picking up Lucy Parrington because, so then, she could bathe in virgin's blood. Mm -hmm. I do not put it past her one bit. Or wash in virgin's urine. No, thank you. Or whatever fucking freaky deaky bullshit rituals that she wanted to do that involved a virgin. Yeah. Sorry, that's from uh, Monster Squad. Is she a weirgin? Because oh. they needed a virgin to yeah. read the passage. Anyway, and I've, you know, most rituals from like the Mayans clear up into like whatever fucking virgin's hair, virgin's blood, virgin urine. Sorry. Yeah, no, don't. I'm not putting urine on me. Mm-mm. I'm not putting it in my eyes. I'm not drinking it. I'm not, not going to take but, a bath in it. I'm not no, going to wash shit, my no. hands in it. I have seen the blood facials though, but you're supposed to use your own blood. I'm not okay with that. I don't know. It worked in the fucking Dark Ages, man. You know, bloodletting, leeches. If I don't get rid of my wrinkles, like, let's do this. You have ghosts in your blood. I recommend we drain you full of, or drain you full. Drain you full. Drain you, (laughs) drain you full. I recommend that we drain some of your blood. Here's some leeches. We're going to cut your wrist. Here's some cocaine. Enjoy yourself. What? Wait. (laughs) That's, what? Yeah. It's not this kind of salon. (laughs) 
Um, but then, so funny thing after this. Seven days after Lucy goes missing, Fred was in the hospital for lacerations to his right hand, which kind of points to the thought that this took place later. She'd been gone for seven days. So the dismemberment didn't take place right away. So they, like, theory being that she was tortured for seven fucking days. She was held captive because he didn't have those lacerations first day, second day, third, fourth day. Seventh day, she's gone missing. He suddenly shows up to the medical center and he's like, oh, I got, I need some stitches. I cut myself. Mm-hmm. So the West finally decided they'd had enough of Lucy on the seventh day. I guess. Well, so then whatever happened to her, her head was found with tape wrapped around her skull. He had dug a two by two, three foot deep grave under the cellar. Two pieces of cord were knotted under her jaw, her right shoulder blade, three ribs, and her left kneecap were missing. So, he had been a busy little fucker. Yeah. Now, her head went into the ground first, and it was upside down. Then her torso was put into the ground, and her legs were put on either side of her torso. There were sewage pipes under the cellar, So he had to maneuver around those to get the whole body in. None of her clothing or belongings were actually buried with her. So he had to maneuver around all those pipes and like stuff shit in this little two by two hole. To make it so that she could all fit in there. Yeah, so she could all fit in there. Mm -mm. However, there was an eight inch kitchen knife that was in the grave with her. And maybe that's what possibly cut Fred. And that's how he ended up with the lacerations and then to the hospital. Yeah, and, and... Yeah, so maybe he was like, fuck this, fuck you, and tossed the knife in there and was like, man, we're done. And I don't know. I don't know. That makes me sick. It makes me sick, I tell you. A little bit woozy on the tummy, all right? I don't even know what kind of clever fucking sayings they use. I don't either. I wish I did. Maybe we should Google it. How do the the English refer to a sick stomach? Um, Oh, oh. Oh, my God. There's what? Oh, God. I win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I win. It's a dicky. A dicky tummy is one one that is suffering with the effects of food poisoning, whether that's upwards or, you know, down. Okay. I probably shouldn't come to work today, sir. I've I've got a bit of a dicky tum from the weekend. Oh, my God. Okay, well, when we say dicky tum, that means somebody was spinning up your guts all weekend. That means someone has long ass dick and it reached <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> My stomach's a tad dicky. What? I've got a dicky tum. <laughs> He's like, somebody spin down with them guts like it ain't funny. Uh, uh. Like, dude, you got smashed nine ways from Wednesday, just tummies touching in all sorts of directions. Hey. <laughs> What? What? Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Hit that pussy. Don't. Oh, wait. What? Oh, what? Sorry. Fred and Rose give me a dicky, Tom. That's fucking. <laughs> I cannot with that shit. That just made my I like day. the gammy leg. It's a catch-all term for injured limbs. I've got a gammy leg. <laughs> what? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm not walking as fast. I've got a gammy leg. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, this makes me happy. Happy. Lucy's mother reported her missing ASAP. 
Her case baffled police for 20 years. They wondered how a girl could disappear in three minutes. Because she was with her friend. And then... And then there's no more? Nope. Poof. Yeah. Fred paid close attention to the search for her uh, that the police did. The fact that he hadn't been caught yet was certainly boosting his confidence. He was like smugly watching the news. Because they said that he didn't really watch anything on TV except the news. And probably a lot of times wondering if he was being caught. He decided to lay low until Easter weekend of 1974. Another 21-year-old student named... It looks like... I don't Therese? know, Therese? I would say it's Therese. It's T-H... Yeah, Therese, probably. T-H-E-R-E-S-E. Singthaler. Thaler. I don't know. Who was born in Switzerland. <laughs> she was planning a visit to Iceland during her Easter vacation. However, she never made it to her vacation and ended up in the cellar of 25 Cromwell Street with the other young girls. Fred's story about what happened to her was ever-changing just like the others. He used the same story that he was having an affair with her and that she threatened to tell Rose and then she said she was pregnant. Do you think he got sick of telling that story over and over and over? Well, at least they're sticking to one story now instead of, you know, India and then... But that's how he did his interviews. It was first it was that he knew nothing and that Rose had nothing to do with it. And then... Then that it was all Rose's fault. And and, and then he's like, well, what happened was... See, what happened was... Is is that we were banging and Rose, she was going to tell Rose and she was pregnant. And so, like, I... I do think that it's almost like a little kid. Like, yes. if a little kid gets caught, they're like, oh, that one didn't work? Well, let me tell you this lie. So, it's like, well, I didn't break the window. I Or, I don't know what happened to the window. And then it's, I didn't break the window. She broke the fucking window. She's the one that hit the ball. And then it was, okay... What happened was yeah. the neighbor hit the ball and it went through the window and I knew Rose was going to get in trouble, so I had to kill him. Yeah. What? That's exactly how his interviews went. They said he had some like 148 police interviews and they were all just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Just like a little kid. Yeah. Like, oh, what, that didn't work? What story um, are you going to tell today, Fred? And he knew it didn't matter. Like, he was caught. So whatever story oh, yeah. he tells, like, whatever. At, at, at this particular juncture, like, he's not getting away from prison time. They just want to know what the fuck happened and where to find these bodies. So it doesn't matter what he says. He could be like, oh, well, fucking aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that you guys could have seen my gesture, but I, I knew did what the fucking was, History so. Channel guy. Aliens. <laughs> but yeah, it could have been like, oh, well, she was abducted by aliens and then she magicked herself into our fucking cellar. And I didn't want to get in trouble, so I chopped her up and put her in the fucking cellar. What? Uh-huh. Oh, all okay. right. Well, fuck it. Now, <laughs> whatever, mm. man. He said that he had picked her up and they had sex a few times, and then she asked him for money. Like, how dare she? He said he lost his head, and he I lost me head. I've lost. Oh, that's when I lost my head. He said he put her unconscious body through the vents in the cellar and then went and strangled her just to make sure he was dead. Like, so he hauled her in and just slipped her through there real quick. I like how they turned the vent into like their own little dead body shoot like Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. So this is so we don't have to go through the front door. We can just slide her through here so nobody sees and then I can go in and finish her off. That's basically what he says is that he just went in there to strangle her and make sure she wasn't dead. Make sure she was dead. Was dead. That, yes. Yes. I was thinking that she wasn't dead when she went in and he was killing her. So it turned out like I mixed the stories up. I do that. Oops. 
His next story, which he still, which he told just a few hours later, <laughs> three hours later, <laughs> was that he had picked her up in Evisham. Yes, you'll be yelling at me because I said it wrong. And they had sex. He then offered to take her to Gloucester so that she could find a ride easier. But she had told him she just wanted to go home with him. Like, you popular Mm. son of a bitch. All these girls are just wanting to go home and everybody wants to live with you. Again, let me write this down in my book of things that never happened. Mm -hmm. That's not Fred, you and I, we both know this didn't happen this way. Do you think the police, when they did the interviews, they were like, things that didn't happen. <laughs> They've got a stack of yeah. shit. Things Plausible? that happened. Yeah. Things happened. That- things that never happened, happened right here. <laughs> yeah. And you see this stack is three feet tall. The other stack is one page. <laughs> and then they've got that one card with the dude. Aliens. aliens. That's like they're plausible. Fuck, maybe it was aliens. I, I know. know. Like, at, at this point, that's probably a better story than what the fuck Fred is saying. Good Lord Almighty. Jesus. When he refused to take him to take her home with him, she said that she was the one with the wet knickers and that she would turn him in for rape if he didn't take her with him. So he took her home, had sex with her again, made her some tea, and then strangled her. I'm sorry, you said wet knickers. I know. I had to I had to put that in exactly how they said it because it tickled me so. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one with the wet knickers. The reading uh, this book doesn't have a lot of gross. of delightful moments. So when something like wet knickers pops up, <laughs> we've got to put it in. Oh goodness! Oh god! Oh god! He told at least four different stories, as you could imagine. After he told the first two, he was asked if she possibly had tape around her head. And then he told a story about using all the kinky kinky bondage on her and how it all went wrong. He was like, they were like, so do you think she could have possibly had tape around her head when he killed her? And he's like, "Uh, so, um, yeah, so like I, I taped her up and then was like oh oh yeah so you know that so we're going to talk about that it was just always such bullshit the next story was that he had met her like he first said and then he made plans to meet with her a week later when she got back from ireland he said when they met up again she told him she was into crazy bondage mhm mhm i'm pretty sure the crazy bondage even if if that actually happened it's in I'm, the stack, though. <laughs> the things that didn't happen. I don't think she was going to be like, tape my head. What? Right? Will you please? Okay, I see that you have packing tape. I want you to put something in my mouth as a gag and then tape it in. Because that's the kind of bondage I like. No, Fred. I don't care how like how into bondage you are. No bitch wants tape in, in her, her hair. hair. And it's not like they had a special thing that they put over it, and so the hair was left out. I don't know. If somebody out there in fucking listening land likes packing tape in their fucking hair and then trying to dissect that motherfucker out later, please let me know, Mm because I want to have a conversation with you. Yeah, we have questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He said that she was so geared up that when he got in the cellar, she was totally stalkers except her earrings. That was another one I had to add in. Stalkers. That was naked. Naked, mm-hmm. if you haven't figured it out. Stark naked. Means that she's naked, but her earrings. She was so ready for it all. 
She was so excited and naked and ready and take me, Fred. He said that once they were finished, he was trying to take the tape off her head. And she looked like she was suffering, so he just strangled her to end her suffering. And then went on about how he would never want her to suffer, and he would hope that someone would just end him like that if he were suffering. Uh, no. He went on and on and on about, Oh, I I don't like it when people suffer. I don't want to make them have to suffer. I'd rather end their lives. Then why the fuck are you tying people up and torturing them for a goddamn week, you piece of shit? Um... I don't want them to suffer. Clearly, you fucking do. That's all the things that you want are for them to suffer. So don't say that you don't, you dumb piece of shit. I just... All right, moving on, because I'm just going to say a bunch of random (laughs) words out of anger. I'm going to be like, gravy, eggplant, sauce mixer. People are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to be like, I don't know. I didn't want you to suffer. Boiled eggs. (laughs) Shit. Why are we yelling? I don't know. Loud noises. Yes. (laughs) But... You didn't want somebody to suffer? So Uh, why did you put tape around her fucking face? Is that not suffering in any way? Like, and it wasn't a strip of tape, like, on her mouth that you can spit and get off. It's, like, around your goddamn head, like, three times. Again, nobody knows exactly how she died. But when her remains were found, a scarf, probably hers was uh, tied around her mouth as a gag. No other ties or ropes were found with her. It's believed she was killed in one of the harnesses that Fred had made. And a lot of those houses were... A lot of those houses were recovered from the house. Yes. Dur, dur, dur. A lot of these harnesses were actually recovered from the house. So all of the weird little contraptions and shit that he... And there were a engineered. lot. There were a lot. Mm-hmm. I wonder what uh, the British version of like when we say redneck engineering... Oh, I don't know. I wonder what theirs is. So, he killed and buried her basically just like he had with Lucy. Decapitated, dismembered, buried in a small hole with a number of bones missing. Kay. Kate, my question. Hit me. Where the fuck are these bones? Because he went, he ranged anywhere from like 40 to 80 bones missing. They were never recovered. They're probably in the other grave that we've talked about in the last two or somewhere. But well, I'm like, did you make fucking furniture with them? Like see, people now, do out of antlers? You talk about where the fuck are they? Well, in general, serial killers keep mementos. They keep their right. little prizes. Clearly this was his. Right. So, I know that. But where? Where the fuck are they? Probably. Like, where? Be- where? Tell me where. Oh my God. Probably in the, like, that unmarked, unknown Mm -hmm. grave. Or I started thinking about, like, what if he turned, like, Jeepers Creepers, where he made, like, weapons or utensils. Right. And you're looking at them in plain sight, Mm -hmm. but you don't realize it's a fucking bone. Like a kneecap, ashtray or something. And it looks like pottery, but you don't even realize it. And it's got, like, smoke butts in it or whatever. And the whole fucking time these people are investigating, they're walking right past these fucking things in plain sight. That's, like, what I think. Oh, I just had an idea, too. And people might have already had this theory. He was a builder. So I wonder if he was, like, leaving them as, like, a, I built this. Here's a bone. There's a bone built into what you just had me build, like, construction. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But Talking about the harnesses, maybe some of those harnesses had some of those parts. I don't know. Possibly. Something a little odd about her was that he had... Contra, uh, contraceptive coil like a an IUD like a yeah. marina or something that had been medically inserted into her 
It was not found with the body, and it was believed that Mr. Abortion himself had removed it while she was still alive. Because, you know, he could do pelvic exams and abortions if he ever got in trouble. Uh-huh. I, and I wonder, I don't know if they were like, like nowadays they have strings, so you just grab the strings and pull them out. But I wonder, I don't think they were that way in the 70s. I think they were a we little bit We should look different. it up. I know, I should. I, I don't know. I did. had to look it up because I didn't know what a coil was. I'm like, what the fuck is a coil? And then an IUD came up. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, back at the ranch. Mm-hmm. However, when he was confessing to her murder and dismemberment, he finally answered the question that we all had. This is a quote directly from Fred West's Confessions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? You like to hit? Hit, go. Ew. I used to put their head over a hole and cut their head off. And of course, that was most... The bulk of the blood was gone. It would just rush out. Once you hit the jugular vein, the blood just gushes out. I hate you, Fred. Okay. Well, so then there's that. And it all makes sense because that's what you do when you butcher animals. Like when you're field dressing, you cut their neck and bleed them out. Yeah, and that's what he was doing to the poor girls. Which we had a suspicion, but then he confessed to it. Well, after that, he tried to convince the police how horrible he felt, saying that he was physically, emotionally, it was physically and emotionally exhausting, and it was just awful. So not only did I do these things, but I feel really, really bad about it. And the only way I could see that would be a possible thing that he could possibly, like, be telling the truth about is if Rose was making him kill them. But I still, you don't just voluntarily dismember someone. Yes, you do. Lots of people have voluntarily dismembered people. Well, you people. do, but, or not, uh, involuntarily. Sorry, I stood up backwards. I got excited. You <laughs> don't like, involuntarily dismember someone. You don't just be like, well, I didn't want to kill her, but since I did, I just dismembered her too while I was there. Right. But I felt bad. Like, really I felt bad. awful. Yeah. Like, after I cut her head off and all that blood started gushing into that two-by-two two hole, I did feel some remorse. And after I spent hours upon hours dismembering every single little bone and... And deciding which ones to keep. I mean, when everything was said and done, I did cry a little bit when I washed my hands. Ew. Because, okay, if you were taking bones from a skeleton, that is one thing. But he is taking bones from a live person, meaning he's got to take the skin off and all the meat around it off in order to get the bone out to keep it. Like, he went to huge extents to do these things. It wasn't just like hack, hack, hack and toss it. No, he like meticulously. It wasn't like a skeleton where you just, oh, I'll I'll take this one. Yeah. No, it was like... Can you imagine trying to get a hand bone out? What do you have to do to get a hand bone out? I don't know. I mean, we could find out, but we'll both go to prison. I don't want to. I don't want to know that bad. I'll I'll just sit here and think about it. Just ponder it. I mean, we could find out, but I think that we're both going to get in a lot of trouble. Until we get a dicky tum and then (laughs) I'll stop thinking about it. Okay, so the police told Fred that he didn't have to do it like that, that he didn't have to dismember somebody, and that he could have buried him whole and went off with some reason why he had to make them fit into a tiny hole. (laughs) So I had a reason to tear them apart and dismember them and make them a little two-by-two Christmas package in the dirt. Because the police were like, why not just go somewhere, dig a hole, put the whole body in the hole? He's like, no, no, nay, nay, they had to fit in this little hole. Because that big hole, digging that big hole takes too long. That is the wrong answer, Fred, because it (laughs) takes longer to dismember them. 
And, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wrong answer. Whammy. <laughs> so going back to that whole process, though, of I didn't want to. I felt real bad. Then why the fuck did you do it? Well, I had to fit in that little hole. Why'd you dig a big hole? Little hole. <laughs> it's just, I know. And the fact that his answer was that it takes too long. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Think about what you're saying before you say it. How long does it take to expertly dismember a human body? All right. So psychologists believe that he decapitated the decapitated them so that he could show he had the ultimate power over them. And I have said that before. Mm -hmm. um, they believe that if he left the victim intact, it would belittle his victory over them. His last two victims, Lucy and Therese, had a lot in common. They both had that dark, shoulder-length, pretty hair parted in the middle. They both... Both? Both. I, I'm starting to pick up your art. Both? <laughs> both. They both had uh, glasses, and they were the exact same height and build. The same height and build of Rosemary West. So... Hmm. Riddle me that. Ponder. Ponder? Very curious. So why was he picking girls like this? Was he humiliating these women like he wanted to humiliate Rose, but he couldn't do because she was like his partner and the mother of his children? Mm -hmm. Nobody will ever know because nobody will know. <clears throat> Fred was like my boy Ed Gein. When he was asked if he knew someone, he would always ask where they lived. They'd be like, do you know this person? He'd be like, well, I, do, I don't know. Where do they live? It was if he was asked if he killed someone, he would dance around the answer. He always tried to stump his interviewer. Uh, he wanted to confuse them by not fully, fully answering their question. What's great is I think that he thought that they were believing his lies. Like, I'm telling all these lies and they're, they're just, just eating, eating that up. shit up. No, motherfucker. No. It's, I love it because he's so childlike. I'm getting away with it. I'm getting yeah. away with it. You're congratulating, your, congratulating yourself far too early in the game. Too soon, Junior. Too soon. Right. Rose would say that he thought the cops coming around was a joke. Like when they would raid for drugs and all that shit. He thought it was hilarious. He felt like it was an opportunity to see what he could get away with. He always said that he would rather lie than tell the truth to see what he could get away with. Which I just kind of said that a little too early. I, I, I went and hated myself. But he was the kind that would lie if the truth sounded better. Why is that a thing? Because I know a few people like that. Oh, I do too. And as they're lying to you, you're like, okay, um, I'm going to agree with you because if I fight with you, you're going to just fight harder for what you're actually trying to tell me. So I'm going to make you think that you that I believe I, you. I'm just going to, I'm going to do that thing where but I just I know. smile and nod. Yeah. But I know that you're telling me a fucking bullshit story. And I'm glad that you had to do that. Nope, bitch. I got you. Mm. Like, you are telling some fucking f fiddlesticks, bitch. Horse feathers. You telling lies. Mm -hmm. Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks and horse feathers. <laughs> In the summer of 1974, he got a job at a fabrication shop called Muir Hill Wagon Works. He worked there for 10 years. While he worked there, he was always bragging about Rose being a prostitute and how she liked, quote, black men the best. He also told them that they made dirty videos and that he kept the master copies hidden under the floorboards. Yeah. Nobody should, don't, unless you have, like, unless you're both just, like, the sexiest people in the universe, don't film yourself fucking Please don't. Don't. And they were not, 
I no. mean, maybe back in her. I don't. Prime, I don't she- even. I don't even want to know what Fred West downstairs looks like. I, I guess like a really morbid piece of me wants to just because I want to see like. Maybe. No. Nope. I just had a visual. Don't want to do it. Oh, I've been there. And it has the curly fro that seven- matches his fucking head. <laughs> is that where 70s. you went to? Yep. Oh, man. Unless that dick is really hard, you ain't seeing that shit because it's, it's be got like a fro around it. Chow on uh, the yeah. head comes out. We had a sick night, bitches. <laughs> He's got that tiny little cashew. And you can't see <laughs> shit. You're, You're like, like, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? Is that hair cover in your vagina or your dick? Because I don't know what is going on here. Fuck. <laughs> all I can think about is the noises Rose makes, like oh, getting God. all into Mm-mm. it because no. she's such an annoying fucking person altogether. I can't with that can shit. you? Oh, I always go in the wrong direction with my thoughts. I'm glad I'm not the only one. When a coworker came over for dinner one day, he found that the bathroom was decorated with Polaroids of Rose's vagina. Those poor goddamn children. Uh, like, uh, you just have to take a piss and you have to look at Rose's vagina. Why do we do this? Why Why is this a thing? I don't know. And in the 70s, the bush was in, so I doubt she waxed. So was it like a ball of hair? And you could sort of see the pink? Oh, God. They called him a pervert, but he didn't really care. And um, convinced them to come and pour cement on the floor of the cellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Like, you're a fucking pervert. You got your wife's vagina all over the bathroom. But sure, I'll come and help you pour some cement in your fucking murder factory. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, I'm all right. St- I'm still with the fucking Polaroids of Snatch. Just see, now when I text you, I'm like, Snatch, you're going to be like, Snatch, Rose West. <laughs> Polaroids. <laughs> I just, nope, nope, I can't with that. Just, yeah. Yeah. So the reason he was pouring the the cement in the floor of the cellar was because Fred West quote or a quote a quote we're gonna put the fucking ish ours in all the things sewer smell from the broken sewer pipe it was just getting stinky down there so he wanted to mask that that smell with the cement or the decaying bodies I don't know you tell me. He often brought them over to... That, s- oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. However, I did have a thought. It actually was pretty fucking clever in his small little mm-hmm. brain. Like, <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> well, to put him by the sewage pipes, first and foremost, mm-hmm. because when things started to reek, he could be like, ah, oh, that's our fucking yeah. raw sewage going through there. So then when he comes back and he's like, I need to put concrete down because that smell, that smell's ruining my life. And people are like, oh, yeah, it smells like oh, shit. Yeah. Who doesn't know the difference between the smell of shit and decaying body? Because I can be walking down the road, smell something dead and decaying on the side of the road, and I know it's not a pile of shit. Yeah. I don't know. That don't sounded know really either. fucking country bumpkin right there. I know it's not shit. It's something dead and decaying. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> but it's true. Like, that smell can't really be the same. And he kept saying that it was because that the sewer pipe had a leak in it. Well, fucking fix it first. Why? Why don't so we're we just going to cover it, it in cement? Well, once you pour the cement in there, it's actually going to fix the hole as it hardens. So it's a two-in-one job. We yeah. fix the pipe, cover the smell. Just pour the fucking concrete. Quit Trust, asking questions. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I know this. Construction. I'm a lifetime construction worker. Just don't fucking question me. Is that a kneecap? <laughs> no what 
He's using it to scoop the concrete and mix with water. He's got a bone that he's using to fucking mix. The- is what that a fucking shin bone? That? What? No. God, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. Using the kneecap. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I could see him doing shit like that. Just like giggling to himself. like Because he <laughs> thought it was so fucking clever. Yeah. Like I carved the handle of that knife. Right. Because people do that like with uh, antlers. Ant- with well, antlers. I've seen bone handled knives. Yeah. Or like a... Uh, in Alaska, they take the ivory from mm-hmm. like walrus tusk and shit. Remember, I have that carving yeah. and stuff up on my uh, bookshelf. But they make bone-handled knives from caribou and reindeer and shit like that. So, so who's to say Fred didn't do it with the poor little girls that he stole and raped and dismembered? Uh, I don't know. Moving on. He often brought these same guys over to sleep with the women that were staying there, bragging about how they were prostitutes. Later, the police would try to track down the known women that had stayed there, and they weren't always successful, so it's very possible that some of these women were part of that, you know, number of people that are murdered that didn't get found that Anna Marie was talking about. On August 13th of 1974, Fred came home from work, and... Uh, Rose was bitching at him that the kids had broken the TV, and she was demanding that he got her a new one. He got pissed, picked up the TV, started running at her. She picked up a butcher knife to counter him, started running towards him. He slams the door in her face. The knife goes, like, gets stuck in the door, but in the process, nearly cuts off two of her fingers. Like, one of them well, was just kind of hanging there. When she hit the door, her uh-huh. hand slid up and went up the underneath of the mm-hmm. fucking knife. So, when he looked at her, he was like, oh, fuck. So, he just grabs a, a rag, puts it over it, and takes her to the hospital. Good job, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know. It's like, I would giggle my ass off if I watched that all go down. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Fuck you! Could you imagine being ha! the kids like commentating in their head? Fuck, Com- Dad's mad. What commentating. Did I say? Commentating. What did I say? We're gonna commentate this. Yeah, in their head, they're like, "Oh, Dad's going after her with a with a TV." But oh shit, here she comes with a knife. What is he gonna do now? <laughs> like, this, that's the right word for that, isn't it? I'm not sure. It sounds silly. like a commentator. Yes, but for do a they sports, commentary? they're doing it in their head. Commentating? Commentary, commentating. Now Giving I don't commentary. know. In their head, but is I it? What, I don't know. So, here's Rose, dangling fingers, fucking <laughs> butcher knifed herself, knifed herself. Uh, you've been knifed. Oh, Rose, you've been knifed. Come on, Marble Mouth, let's go to the medical center <laughs> for your fucking knifed fingers. Oh, that got really Australian. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love Marble Mouth because it's totally what he fucking sounds like when he talks. It's like. The fuck did you pull just pull the dirty sock out of your goddamn mouth <laughs> and say what you're saying? It's fuck spit the grits uh-huh. out of your mouth and speak the queen's fucking English, <laughs> you goddamn mush mouth. So she didn't cry not one bit. Fred wraps a towel around her hand, takes her to the hospital. When she was asked what happened, she said she was playing with knives and cut herself. She was kept in the hospital for almost two days. What doctor looks at a grown-ass <laughs> female and she's like, oh, you know, I was just playing with these knives and damn near lopped my fingers off. Damnedest thing I've ever seen. But they're what? still a-hanging. <laughs> she's like they're shaking still her attached. Hand. She's flipping blood all over the fucking ER. Ah. It's a good thing I like pain. 
she she's hey. in there just like whipping him against the fucking examination table fuck what are you doing crazy bitch <laughs> even though she almost lost two fingers she still used knives and threatened her kids with them now may talked about a time where rose got pissed picked up may uh picked on may to take it out on she was screaming and crying no mom please don't cut me and rose slashed her with a knife leaving multiple multiple cuts across her rib cage she was like slashing at it like i don't yeah. even know how to like, say what i'm doing with my hand right now does that explain it oh that helps that helped oh is that how we do it no like taking slashes yeah at her and left and her with multiple her cuts on her, on her rib cage yeah mm-hmm. so um the child abuse in that house was really awful obviously rose would go after them with just about anything that was close to her so you know those little memes that you see on facebook that's like whatever's sitting to your left is now your weapon in the zombie apocalypse how fucked are you well in this case whatever rose whatever was in like reaching distance so she just wasn't like the flip-flop spanking mom no it was like knives spoons belts like whatever the fuck she got her hands on if she had any children that were dare that were brave enough to be smart asses, they would gorilla glue fucking everything down so she could <laughs> throw it. Just fucking, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. <laughs> but she even went so far to throw the kids. Yeah. She had a short fuse, and she was like, she was like me with the temper. Only I didn't stab my, I don't stab my kids, throw them, or fucking beat them. But the gorilla glue is fucking amazing. <laughs> now that I think about it, so. Uh, she had that really short fuse and it would often just blow up like the littlest things. Fred was just mean, but didn't get set off as much. But when he did, he was a dirty bastard, but Mm -hmm. hers was like hair trigger. Yeah. And they said his was like four times a year. Maybe it wasn't that often, but when it was, it was fucking horrible. Mm hmm. In November of 1974, a 15-year-old girl named Shirley Hubbard had gone off to Worcester. Worcestershire? Worcester? Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire from Droitwich to start training at a new job she had gotten there. She worked until 1.30 and had spent the evening with her boyfriend. Her story is much like Carol Ann Cooper's. She had made plans with her boyfriend to meet up at 7 the next day she so he put her on a bus at 8 30 p.m and was never seen again shirley was more like the other girls fred had killed while the last two had been 21 year old students she was a foster child who often ran away from her foster family fred west was more likely on that bus hunting for young women he really liked bus stops and buses man he really did. So Fred, who clearly liked bus stops and buses, was out again hunting young women. Shirley hung around a lot of the same people that Kaz had. And she was from the previous episode, if you guys want to go back and refresh your memory. It is unknown if they actually knew each other. There is a theory that Kaz had possibly introduced Fred to Shirley. Again, nobody knows what the situation is with her and Fred. Was she a side piece of Fred's? Was she the nanny? Finger quote. Nanny. Nanny. She was reported missing on November 15th and wasn't found until 20 years later when her skeleton was discovered in the cellar. When Fred was asked about her, he couldn't remember which one she was. He referred to her and Kaz as Worcester Girl 1 and 2. He couldn't even remember their names or he pretended that he couldn't. Either way. His first story was about her murder. Um... It was the same old, she threatened to tell Rose, so, you know, she was pregnant. I gotta kill her. Yeah. Stick to, stick to the basics. Stick to the basics. <laughs> stick to the basics. 
Oh, you know, we had an affair. I banged her. She was pregnant. She was going to tattle on me. Why am I doing the Southern accent now? See sorry. what you've done. See sorry. what you've done. Not so- sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. I'm so I, she- not sorry. See what? See, uh, now I can't fucking do it because I want to go back to the Southern thing. So I had an affair. She got pregnant. She was going to tattle on me. So I had to fucking kill her. I was putting her out of her misery. What? But he's trying to confess to her murder, but he can't remember who the fuck she was. What? Sir. It was, it was girl one and two. Now, here's what happened. I banged them both. They both got pregnant with twins. <laughs> and, and, and they were going to tell Rose and tell, uh, you know. Now you're doing it. We're just going to fuck up all of this all the way around the clock. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into our goddamn shit show. This is like the goulash of podcasting. We're just going to fucking put it all on one pot, mix it together, and call it gourmet. But really what it is, it should... Fuck. Mouth goulash. We're talking about the British, but we're doing it with a southern accent. You're welcome. I don't know. Back at the ranch. Oh, shit. Good God. Okay, so after telling those stories, he later told this story. He said he picked her up outside Worcester, and he was just going to talk to her when all of a sudden, quote, she's got me flying, Dan. Um, once I'll- again, we're going to put this in the pile over here to the right <laughs> of things that never happened. Never happened. Aliens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through the power of fucking third world, <laughs> third world, yeah, yeah, uh, interdimensional fucking telepathy, the aliens unzipped his fly from space and then magicked her mouth there. I don't know. She's got me fly undone. What she did was, was she put two fingers up to her forehead, up around the temple area, and she rubbed it, and then me fly was undone. I wanted I to be like, know. and then me fly was undone, and me pecker was hard. <laughs> It was <laughs> old chap fucking does what he likes. Boing. What? <laughs> it was like magic. I didn't even feel it getting hard. <laughs> I got, I got, I felt myself getting a tad light headed and there he was sprouting from me open fly. That was more like crikey fucking. <laughs> You're the crocodile hunter. <laughs> And what happened Steve. is she stuck her thumb up me bum and skeet, 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 motherfucker. What? Oi, I've got me finger stuck in me bum. <laughs> well, so, but then there's that. Goulash. <laughs> Verbal goulash, thumb in me bum. Fly was open. And then I blasted her in the face with a make come shot. <laughs> And then she was pregnant. She was going to tell Rose. And I had to kill her. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I didn't even do a thing. I didn't even use my arms. (laughs) It just all happened so fast. I blinked my eyes and then I was coming. (laughs) And it was bloody lovely too. I was grabbing so hard I had her plastered up against the windshield. <laughs> she started it. I, I'm just driving down the road. I didn't know what to do. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. 
Mm. What right. he said was after she got his fly undone, <laughs> uh, naturally he pulled over and they banged twice. Naturally. Naturally. It's always fucking twice with Fred. If you've noticed this pattern here, when he went to kill Rena, they banged twice. When he did it with this other chick, they banged twice. Another one, they banged twice. And they were only going to charge for the second one, though. But this girl also wanted to charge him for, for said sex. And so he lost his head. And you know the rest of the story. Same fucking story as all the rest of them. <clears throat> However, at the time she went missing, Fred had been bragging to the guys at work that he was a pimp and that he had picked up a 15-year-old girl. He said he liked the young ones because he could make them do whatever he wanted them to do. They were like potty in his hands. <laughs> he had told them that he was having sex with her and then Rose joined in. And while they were having su- sex, they suggested that she be a prostitute and work for them. Uh, he said the girl declined. I don't know how she could decline such a generous how, offer. Oh, my God. I don't know. She already got Fred and Rose at the same time, and now she's being offered a prostitute position, and she turned that down? What? <laughs> so lucrative, you silly, silly girl. <laughs> so when she said no, uh, he said Rose tied her to the bed and began to sexually torture her. It's all Rose again. Rose did it. Rose. He said that he had gone to work and left her tied up, and when he came home after Rose had her way with her, she was in a bad way. The co-worker was just so used to Fred lying to him that he didn't think anything of it. He just thought Fred was telling him one of his little stories that he likes to tell, the, where all the stories that are in Fredland. Shirley was found gagged a little differently than the other ones. She had tape wrapped around her head at least 11 times. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. There was no way she would have been able to see or hear what was going on. She wouldn't have been able to breathe either. But Fred didn't want her to die of suffocation, so he put two straws in there that would go, like, up into her nose so that she could breathe out of it. So her whole fucking head is taped in packing tape. Minus these two straws coming out of her nose. So yeah, she that's can comfortable. Breathe. That's 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 how we don't suffocate people. But Stuff straws up her nostrils. Yeah, but we don't want people to suffer. Right. Let's have a little sit down and talk about what the word suffer means, Fred. Okay. Can we go back to that whole pile of things on the right? <laughs> We're like, yeah. I don't want people to suffer. I'm going to put this over here and shit I don't believe. Yes. You enjoy the shit out of people suffering is what you meant to say. You said that backwards, sir, but we (laughs) caught it and corrected you. Fred didn't deny the horrible mask, though, that he put on her. He was like, yeah, I did it. He said he was trying to tie her up for the kinky sex and it went wrong. He says that she fell when he was trying to hang her up and she died due to her injuries. Uh Uh-huh. I believe that when me shit turns, turns purple. purple and smells like rainbow sherbet. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's the only entertaining thing about this whole situation because, like we were talking about earlier, it, this is just as bad as the motherfucking toy box killer, I think they were, except we don't have all the audio. We don't have all of right. the evidence. We just have what is like what was found like you have to put pieces together here whereas the other one they had their audio they had all the shit that they needed to figure out what actually happened and 
So to have Fred's little lies and bullshit that he said to provide comic relief has been the only thing decent about this motherfucker. A psychologist thinks that Fred liked this new face mask because he couldn't see the terror in their eyes. Because they would talk about how people would like beg him with their eyes and he could see that. He didn't like to see it. He wanted to no. you know, either pretend. He wanted to be able to pretend like they were liking it or I'm not really sure. But Rose loved the terror that was in their eyes. Fred dismembered her as he had the others. She was missing 40 bones. Her head had been cut off between the fifth and sixth cervical vertebrae. Evidence shows that hers was cut from front to back, though. This suggests that she was hanging from her ankles when she was decapitated. But her head, they don't believe, was cut off over above a hole like the other ones were because her head was placed in the hole upright with the tape still around her head. So they think that they, he might have cut it off over a hole, but then put it in a different one. God, because it was upright with all that, with that whole mass, like they found it how, you know, how she had it on while he was torturing her. After her murder, Fred was extremely busy with work, which kept him occupied. However, in March of 1975, he was caught for stealing again and fined again. He thought it was funny because he had been using the cellar to not only store dismembered bodies of young women, but all of the things he had been stealing too. Wow. <laughs> Right? In April, he would find enough time to strike again. It was a year after Therese had been murdered. An 18-year-old girl named Juanita Mott was their next victim. She did already know the West, though. So it wasn't like he went trolling for her on a bus or at a bus stop or whatever. She already knew who they were. Juanita was somewhat of a troublemaker and had already been in trouble with the law. When she was 16, she suffered an ecto... uh, What is it? The ectopic pregnancy? The tubal pregnancy? Yeah. This kind of changed her and made her very strong-willed, like a very independent girl. She was 5'4", with shoulder length, dark brown hair, and was super skinny. Ah, fits that mold, does she not? Weird. Weird. She actually lived at 4 Cromwell Street at the time and ended up moving to a flat that was not far from 25 Cromwell Street, and a lot of lodgers from there would actually hang out at her place. So it was kind of like that little flop house. Supplies. Let me show you my supplies face. Supplies! (laughs) Supplies. Supplies. She was also a regular at a pop-in cafe, so either one could be how she met Fred West. Hmm. Was it the hanging out, or was it the cafe? I'm going to go with the cafe, but who who fucking knows? Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, nobody knows their troubles. In 1974, she had told friends that she met this guy named Freddie that dressed like a gypsy and wore an earring. Ew, why did he wear an earring? Lots of people wear earrings. I know, but I don't want him to do anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just stop breathing? Yeah, I'm going to criticize everything he did because oh, he did Oh, God, it. he had eyes. Why did he have eyes? Why do you have eyes? Why do you have hair? <laughs> oh, my God. God, he has two legs. Fuck, look at him walking around all pompous With on his two- shoes. Look at him sitting in there in the corner fucking eating that cracker like he owns the goddamn cafe. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> You know what? You and your eyes with your fucking earring and your two perfectly good working feet. Take your fucking cracker and eat it outside. Quit breathing my oxygen. It's okay for some people to do it, but it's not okay for you to do it. So fuck you, you motherfucker. You and your motherfucking bitch. What's up? (laughs) Yeah. She also got caught writing stolen checks to Fred. She ended up living at 25 Cromwell for a short amount of time. 
Lots of women would hide out there because there were no questions asked. It's unknown why or when she left for sure. In March, she had gone to live with a family friend. She didn't have a boyfriend, but she would stay out all night sometimes. She was supposed to babysit Jennifer's kids, the family friend she was staying with, that's who Jennifer is, on April 12th while she got married. The night before, she was hitchhiking and never showed up the next day to do the babysitting, which was unlike her. Hmm. She was reported missing and never seen again. I wonder where she was. Um, I'm going to say somewhere dark, dank, two by two. Yeah. Just a thought. Curly hair. Earring. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> Fucking earring. Why has he got an earring? Like, lots of people have earrings. <laughs> well... He's not allowed. Fred had either arranged to meet her or stalked her and abducted her. He was picking her up as a gift to Rose, though. Right. This is what he says. What he says was Juanita had turned Rose down when she had offered some sex to her. And Rose didn't like that because nobody tells Rose no. Right. She also declined the West's offers to make her a prostitute. I don't why, know. Why how. is this a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Fred, you were not the smoothest pimp there was out there, but whatevs. I just super love how he's like, hey, nice to meet you. You're a pretty girl. You want to smash my wife? No. How about, hear me, hold on, <laughs> hear me out. How about I'm your pimp and you're a prostitute? What? What? Like, you're going to, you literally, I don't know how many times I've done that where I'm like, huh, what? And then he's like, but wait, it gets better. I still get to fuck you too. So, For free. Yes. My gift to you. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, girl. A- and 30% of the profit. What? Yeah. In the hell. <laughs> like, that's how you, hey, my name's Freddie. Nice to meet you. This is my wife, Rose. She wants to see your smelly parts. Hey, how about uh, we charge people to have sex with you and I get to do it for free? Hey. Yeah, hey. Yeah. But if you tell them no, they're going to come and hunt you down like they did poor Juanita. And then you're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. So, in his interview about her, same fucking story. Lovers threatened to tell Rose, got pissed, strangled her. Only this time it was <coughs> while they were having sex. Like, it, Got his dick in her, like, the strangling fun part got a little too, like, it got serious. I don't know. Does he, does he know that, I know he knows how hard it is to strangle and kill someone, and he still keeps using this as an actual thing. I don't know, dude. I don't either. So the difference with her, each of them have kind of a little bit of a difference uh, with how they were found and gagged and all that shit. With her, it was that they had gagged her with her own clothes. They had covered her eyes and everything with her bra, stockings, and a pair of roses stockings that were all still on her skull when it was recovered. God. She was more than likely tied to one of the restraints that Fred had made, and it was on the mattress in the cellar. It wasn't hung up like some of the others had been. However, her kneecaps were removed while she was still alive to keep her immobile. We obviously don't know that for sure, but that is what what they believe happened because Anna Marie said that something that Rose liked to do to the kids when she was mad at them was hit them on the kneecaps so it would like immobilize them. Mm-hmm. So they think that they t- that she took out the kneecaps to make sure she couldn't even wiggle, which 
If she's on the restraints that they made, she wouldn't really be able to, but maybe she was thrashing, and if they took their, her kneecaps off, she couldn't bend her knees. I don't know. I don't know, dude. She was missing over 88 bones when she was recovered. There was also a depressed fracture in the base of her skull where she had been hit with something like a ball, like the ball head hammers. Ball peen hammer? Peen. That's the word. I couldn't think of what it was, so I just wrote ball hammer. Uh, part of the torture that Fred and Rose liked was inserting a tube into a woman and putting live animals in there. And it's possible that they did that to her. They like Their favorite porn that they had was a video of somebody getting animals put in them. And Fred actually had like a big bestiality issue. He liked it. Oh yeah. He, they had a thing. He had a thing. Okay. Going back to where I think he's like the toy box killer. He had a thing about women being done by a dog. He Mm -hmm. loved that. And he, they had a video of it. They had a porn of it that they liked to watch very often. Also, of a woman being mounted by a boar. And one of his fantasies was to have Rose, quote, make love to a bull. How the fuck is that going to happen? Please tell me the logistics. Don't tell me the logistics. Um, I've already overthought it too much. I've already had so many scenarios go through my head on that that I don't want to go there again. It was a dark and stormy place. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's not funny. It's not. She was dismembered and buried under the stairs in the cellar. She was the last one to be buried in the cellar because there was no more room at the inn. It was like full of dead fucking bodies that they had dismembered and buried in there. Plus, Anna Marie was 11 now, and they decided that she was probably going to get, like, be catching on to what they were doing now. So they should, they should probably slow it down. If she's 11, she fucking knows what's going on. She's not mm. stupid. She's also been there herself, mm-hmm. just not murdered. She's not stupid. I'm sure she knows what's going on. He also needed the room for his kids because his family was ever growing and Rose had to keep her room to herself to entertain. The kids were all getting big. So he wanted to make that into a child's bedroom. Oh, good. Jesus. Fuck. Mm hmm. A, ch- a child's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And this is still where he's hoarding all the shit that he stole as well. So he still needs that room. He'd rented a piece of land and put a six-by-three shed on it. It was meant to take his friends there to smoke dope and watch porn. Like, (laughs) how does that conversation happen? Hey, man, what are you up to tonight? Do you want to come over to my shed that's six-foot-three and watch some porn and smoke some dope? What the fuck? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to call you one day and be like, dude, so I had Spencer convert my shed into a fucking... Hang out. Do you want to come over here and watch some thunder down under? We can huff some rubber cement, get a little crazy, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, or no, or I got uh, I got cheese strings and tangerines. Let's do this, bitch. Like what the hell? I, I mean, I got something to do, but I'll be there around six or seven ish. Yes. <laughs> I let me put my kids to bed. I'm gonna give them a little bit of Benadryl and a nice smoothie, something healthy, but a little sleepy. I'll be right over. I'll be there. <laughs> We can circle jerk. What the fuck is wrong with us? Every what the fuck is wrong with them? Then we have the to actually joke about this. Oh my god! 
around said shed, he had planted a garden, which is what he kind of said he was renting it for, was to be able to plant a garden to take care of it, to be able to feed his family because he's popping out the kids like, you know, magic. But he didn't really take care of what he had planted, so it's obvious that it was just a cover-up for mm-hmm. what the fuck he was going to do in there. Rose was now exploring her lesbian side a lot more. <laughs> she was 21 years old and a complete monster. Fred drove her all over for lesbian encounters, and then she told him every sort of detail afterwards. Rose had met a 17-year-old girl that she was very attracted to. Rose took her to her bedroom to finger quote, try on a dress. Once the girl was undressed, she started kissing her neck and then went down on her. The girl obviously wasn't mad because she came back a few weeks later and went to the cellar with Rose. Rose had gone down on her and before the girl knew it, she, Rose, had shoved a big vibrator into her and was being super rough. The girl talked about how much it hurt. She said she was a virgin and it made her bleed. Rose gave her a baby wipe to catch the blood and the girl got dressed and left. She reported it to the police, but the girl wouldn't go to the doctor to get checked because she was too embarrassed. So Rose was never charged because an official investigation couldn't be conducted without her having an examination from a doctor. So they got away with it again. Mm-hmm. Yet again. Re- Excuse me. They were still raping and torturing poor Anna Marie too. She later said that they would tie her up and beat her with different things. And she thought this was only a... <clears throat> she thought that this was probably only a small portion of what their victims had actually endured down in that cellar. Fred told his children not to talk to outside people. He was a lot like Ronald Gene Simmons in this case. He didn't want his dirty little secrets out, so he kept it in the family, locked up with iron gates. You know, you say literal, literal (laughs) gates. Rose was horrible to poor Anna Marie. She was always taking pornographic photos of her. And then when she would get mad at Anna Marie, she would strip her down naked and make the other children paint black hole on her naked ass. Whoa. And make her stay naked until Fred got home. What the hell? Why would why would you even think of that? Like, yeah, everybody's butthole is a fucking black hole. Well, it kind of... And we'll get into this case on a later date. But it reminds me very much of another situation where um, family members and neighborhood kids were brought in on torture of a specific person. Fred was obsessed with her going through puberty as well. Now, this is a puke slash trigger warning for all of you. Very much so. Huge. One night, Rose took Anna Marie to a pub, made her drink too much wine, and then took her to the van where she helped Fred rape her. Why the hell? Why do you need to? You don't need to. But she obviously thought she needed to. The fact that he was obsessed with her going through puberty is... More gut-wrenching than anything. Rose would take pictures of her as she was developing, like, her developing body. She would, like, like before when we said she would strip her naked, put her up against, like, a white wall and take pictures of her. She continued to do that as she developed. Because Rose, from the beginning, had been obsessed with her boobs and her forming, now forming breasts. I don't know why. I don't want to know why. Ew. But Fred now was demanding sex from Anna Marie often. He referred to it, and this is a, we're still in puke, in a a puke warningville. He referred to it as going off to Bunnyland. 
by the end of 1975, she was now being offered to Fred's friends and some of Rose's customers. I want to know where the fuck people come. Snuffles, Bunnyland. Can you imagine saying that to your 11-year-old now? Like, close your eyes, plug your... Plug, plug, plug your, your ears, ears close, close your, your eyes, eyes, you're going to Bunnyland? Yeah. What the, the fuck? fuck, man? Well, and they even dressed her up and took her to the bar and used her as bait to lure in other dudes and like act like they were promising. And sometimes they did. They did promise sex with her to these guys, but then they would get home and Rose would bang them. Or sometimes the guys would bang them. They just like used her as... they. Used her as bait. Eleven years old. Fucking gross. And how? Like, does that not concern people for how many pedophiles they were able to lure in with an eleven-year-old little girl? Right. Jesus. Like, I don't know if if it was just this time of like it was the seventies, free sex, whatever. Was everybody this fucking disgusting, or was it just in their area, or did does disgusting just attract disgusting? I don't know because. If you ever watch like the Dateline or like the exposés, it's kind of like to catch a predator. Fuck! How many guys did they lure in with the promise of like 13-year-old little boys right. and girls and shit? Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's wrong. And they show up and they're like, I knew it was wrong. Then why are you doing it? Right. Oh, please tell me why. Don't. Spl- fucking explain yourself. Like, if you know that something like that is wrong and it's in your, it's a thought in your head, go talk to somebody. Try to get some help. It's not Okay. It is not, in my personal opinion, it is not okay to be attracted to small children. No. Let my kid be innocent. Let them keep their innocence. Or everybody's kids. Let kids keep their innocence. It's not yours to take. You don't get that. You don't get that. That is not for you. No, Bear. No. No. Anna Marie had now started acting out at school. Obviously, she was unhappy and she felt out of place. Her friends said she knew more about sex than any anyone her age well, would. Well, yeah. Because she's been doing it since she was eight. Not by choice. In early 1976, Fred started um, making the cellar into like a mother-in-law unit for Bill Letts. They call it like a grandfather unit or something like that. Yeah. Same thing. Mother-in-law yeah. apartment. Yeah. And... Because he had been visiting Rose so often, and him and his wife had split again, and they were just going to let him move down there, because him and Fred are now buddy-buddy as can be. Bill had retired in that year, which was 1975, and he and Fred decided to go into business together. We kind of talked about that a little bit before, but now, now it's time to talk about it. Bill used the money that he had gotten from his retirement. He was only like 55 when he retired. Um Ooh. It's really kind of early in the game to be retired. It really is. But he used the money that he got from his retirement to buy a building. And Fred did all the construction on what would be known as the Green Lantern Cafe. And what sparks Fred's interest, it has a cellar. Oh. Look his, at, would you look at that? Yeah. Just his, look at it. His cellar's full. Cellar's full. Let's buy a building that has another cellar. All right. Let's do this. Jesus. Yeah. In the book, I was loved by an angel that he wrote while he was in prison about uh. his love affair with Anne McFall and whatever the fuck else is in it. Uh, he talked about this. 
one day he hurt his finger at his regular job and had to go to the hospital. He had to come home and was sitting on the edge of Rose's bed telling her what had happened to his finger. And Anna Marie came running in saying, Grampy's going to sleep with me. And Rose yelled back to her, go back to bed. He's not going to eat you. He's only going to fuck you. I'm sure you'll love that. Fred went up to ask Bill what the fuck was going on. And he said that Rose told him that it was okay for him to fuck Anna Marie. And, but Anna Marie wasn't cooperating. Fred was like, you're out of the house in the morning because you know how they are. Like, I can do it, but you can't. Uh, He didn't kick him out far, though, because he went to live in the flat above the cafe and they remained business partners. It was like, of course they did. You're only trying to bang your granddaughter. Right. Anna Marie wasn't safe, though. She was 12 now and Rose had started making her perform oral sex on her. She would yell at her if she did it wrong, and she would scratch and squeeze her, her breasts until she bled. She'd be like, no, use two fingers and do this. Like, she got really into telling her how to do it right. And she would, when she got mad at her, she would pinch the skin at the base of her neck and twist it until she could barely breathe. So she, this poor girl's not only got a grandpa that's trying to get with her. She's, she's got, got a, a dad, dad that is... That having is. intercourse with her. Now Rose is making her lick her snatch. And Fred's friends are having her if they want to. Like this poor fucking kid. I feel horrible for her. Fred quit his job in the fall of 1976. And he put everything into the cafe. 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 Into the cafe. Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just Donald Trump. It, it's a coffee. <laughs> I did. I just trumped it. Uh-huh. Cafeve. Cafeve, precious. Wow. What it is. <laughs> Cafe. He kept his van and kind of turned it into a hoe-on-the-go type operation. He would take Rose. She would prostitute in the back of the van while he watched. Rose preferred black men. By now, she was 23 years old and wanted another child. Jesus Fuck, can we not with this shit? You don't reproduce <laughs> for the right reasons, bitch. No, you have three kids. That three you of your own at 23 and you want another one? You've got four kids you're taking care of at 23. I am motherfucking 37 and I have three kids and I'm cool with not ever having any more. Well, I can't, but I'm good. Good. I'm done. I don't need no more. Neither do you. So here's here's the kicker for this. She wants another child. Fred wanted her to get pregnant by one of these black dudes, and he actually fantasized about it. He thought it was going to be the greatest thing in the world. Like, go ahead, because I, I think there were a lot of Jamaicans and whatnot, which she preferred, which... Whatever. Yeah. but he <laughs> Get in where you fit in. <laughs> and so Fred was like, oh, yes, you should get impregnated by one of them. This would be amazing. Right. I Okay. I mean, more power to you. Whatever floats your boat. Okay. So, in March of 1977, she was pregnant by one of her black lovers. Rose's sexual appetite increased dramatically when she was pregnant. They were luring in and raping young women from Jordansburg Community Home now. During this time, Fred had started having an affair with a 17-year-old girl named Shirley Robinson. The affair was so intense, she was close to becoming the third Mrs. West. Ew. Why is that, like... Why is that a title anyone wants? Nobody does. No. Nobody does. No. 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 Does that feel good? Because it hurts hurts me. me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Every time we watch Wreck-It Ralph and the kids are on a Wreck-It Ralph like thing again. Like a bender? Yeah. And every time Fix-It Felix talks, I'm like, because it hurts me. <laughs> I can't. F- there are just certain things like um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Wanderlust. There's there's certain things that as soon as I, um, I was actually standing in line at 7-Eleven to get a soda and some smokes. And I heard this guy up in front and he goes, well, that looks like that hurts. And I fucking started laughing so hard. And he was looking at a burn on one of the ladies, like one of the cashiers where she had like went to put something on the hot rollers and burned herself. Well, that looks like that hurts. And all I could see was him on top of the girl. Does that feel good? Because it hurts me. And I was just like, bah. And then I got up there and she's like, thank you, sir. Hi, ma'am. And I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Like, I can't take myself serious anywhere I go anymore. I wish all of you could be in my head. It's funny. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it, gather in. Gather in. Do you hear it? Do you join hear, do, join do this we, party because oh it's my fucking God. funny. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, in the spring of 1977, Bill told Fred that he brought a girl from Bristol that needed a job. This is how they first met Shirley. Shirley would go on to be the first wor- first woman. Dirk, first woman. Your name was Herner. (laughs) Sorry. She would go on to be the first woman to threaten Rose West Place as Fred's wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had a troubled childhood. Her parents separated when she was three and she had gone back back and forth between them until she was 14 where she was placed into state's care. She was a lesbian and had worked at a lesbian bar before showing up to the Green Lantern. One of the first things she said to Fred when she met him was that she was a lesbian. She had been staying with Bill in the flat above the cafe. One morning, Fred noticed that she wasn't her happy, regular-go-lucky self. And Fred asked, what happened? What's wrong? She said Bill tried to have sex with her, and she was not okay with it because she only liked women. He offered her a room, and she moved to Cromwell Street. How much of that do you believe? Um, That goes in the pile on the right again. The stack is ever growing. Actually, Bill probably did try to have sex with her. I'm not saying that. Fred weaseled in. So yeah. that, I mean, Maybe. that one I actually believe. Uh, okay, new pile. New pile. New We're going to set this one in front at the, and uh, of, no, we got to put it in the plausible pile. Yes, plausible. This plausible. Plausible pile. She said, okay, so she moves to Cromwell Street. As you can imagine, Rose is all over this shit like white on rice. Flies on dog shit. Oh, my God. 17-year-old little lesbian worked at a lesbian bar. Bet that bitch knows a thing or two about the business downstairs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see how you lick. I want to lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. And I want to move from the bed down to the the floor. They played that at the strip club twice. And both times you guys were out smoking. I was like, fuck. I know all the words to this song. Where are you? Not that you care that I know the words. But when you're drunk, you think people care about things. Clearly. All the strippers cared that I knew the words. They gathered around me and were like, oh my God, you know all the words. It was almost like being at Girl Scout camp and we sang Kumbaya around the fire, only we didn't. We sang Ludacris around Perv Row while we stared at barely legal 18-year-olds and And threw dollar bills at them. That's a fantasy. We're only putting them through college. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Sure, they're going to college. The cafe was not doing so well at this point, and Fred Fred had decided to shut it down. He went back to his old fabrication job, and he worked part-time as a builder. His old landlord had died and left the property to his wife and children, so Fred was doing a lot of work there for her. 
And that was the guy that gave him the down payment for 25 Cromwell. I hate that word. I hate you. I hate your earring. I hate your address. I hate your wife. I hate your shoes. He took Shirley Robinson to work with him if, like when he worked in the evenings as a builder. He said she worked like a man. He had nicknamed her Bones because she was so skinny. About four months after he started taking her to work with him, he says that she made a move on him. Just like that zipper. The, they, my fly just was down. Yeah. She had me fly undone. He said while she was changing out of her work clothes one day that she asked him if he wanted to have sex. And he says, but you're a lesbian. And she told him that lesbians have sex with men. So they fucked. Sounds plausible to me. How about yeah, you? We're going to go ahead and put that in the pile <laughs> to the right. Yeah. Plausible, clear to the pile on the right of no, that didn't fucking happen. According to him... She told him that she wanted a baby, and she said she had a girlfriend back home and that they wanted a baby, so she wanted him to impregnate her. Her friends say that she told them that it was her way of paying rent to have sex with him. It wasn't like, I want you, fuck me now. Like, she just didn't have the money to pay the rent, so he'd fu she'd fuck Fred and Rose to, quote, pay the rent. Whatever. Well, like yeah. Lovely. Whatever it may be, the all the threesomes were going down. Like, they were threesoming all the time. Threesoming. I'm sure that's a word. That's got to be a word. Don't You don't even need to Google that shit. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> so, all we needed was someone commentating yes. the threesoming. Yes. Which I'm sure went down because there's a house full of fucking kids, pussy Polaroids all over the bathroom, and, you know, naked little Anna Marie with um, the black hole painted on her in the living room. What no, the fuck exactly? All right, proceed. Ugh. When Rose was eight months pregnant with, that, with the Jamaican guy's baby, Fred got Shirley pregnant. Fred was super jealous that Rose was having someone else's baby, even though he thought it was an amazing idea at the beginning. So now that she's getting closer and closer to having this baby, he's like... Fuck you. You're pregnant with another man's baby. This fucking sucks. Like, he's not okay with it. He probably got Shirley pregnant to make Rose jealous in return. And he liked having women fight over him. That was his most his favorite thing to do. In December of 1977, Rose gave birth to her fourth child that they named Tara. They named it after a hotel that Rose liked to use. Could you imagine that? What are you named uh, after? I'm after, named after a hotel that my mom likes to go prostitute in. No. Yeah, that's pleasant. Mm-hmm. When she had the baby, though, she was mad that it was brown and not black. And this is true fucking story. This is not me being an asshole. This is for real. She asked the nurse if the baby would turn black. Because she didn't like the color that she came out. What the fuck, Rose? You... It's not a puppy. I know. Its fur is not going to change colors the older it gets. Like, what the fuck? And, and Dozy Rosie is dumb enough to not realize that your kid's just going to be the color it is when it's born. 
And she's mad about it. Come on, bitch. Um, so does this, is it going to get darker as it develops? Kind of like, you know, the eyes stay blue for a little while and then, you know, later it comes back different. They, they might actually turn brown. Will she get browner? Will she get blacker? What the and, fuck? Yeah. And this is true. That's what I don't get. It's not. Ugh. Fred declared that he was the natural father on the birth certificate. <laughs> Can you imagine those nurses? They're like, They're Jesus like, fucking right. Christ. Like they're they were, writing their own pile uh-huh. things that never happened right here to the right. Like dinner at their house on the nights that the West were in the hospital were like, all right, so there's this couple, okay? <laughs> so hear me out. <clears throat> and he thinks he's the dad. <laughs> Jesus. Either way, she was to be brought up as a West, just like the other children. At this time, though, Shirley was three and a half months pregnant. Rose later claimed that she didn't know that Shirley was pregnant with Fred's baby when she had Tara. But apparently, Shirley told Rose that she was pregnant with Fred's baby before Rose had Tara, if that makes any sense. So she says she didn't know, but Shirley had actually told her. So Rose just lies just like the like Fred. <clears throat> Rose had also told Shirley that she was having a black baby because Fred didn't want any more kids, so she had to go out and get one somewhere else. Just like a puppy. That's in, just <laughs> like a puppy. That is entirely too many fucking kids for under 25. Uh-huh. Well, and if she actually wanted to be a mother and actually wanted to be hands-on and, you know, was doing her thing, then so be it. Do it. Do that. But she's not. No. She's a fucking horrible human. She should not have any kids. Not uh-huh. even Juan. Rose was uh, super jealous about the pregnancy, like super fucking pissed. However, after Tara was born, the threesomes didn't stop. Even though she knew that this chick was having her man's baby and she was jealous, she was like, ah, fuck it. Come and lick my puss. Can you fucking know with that? However, because us women like to pee on it and claim it, Rose was pregnant with Fred's Fred's baby three months after giving birth to Tara. Ew. She was like, nope, that's mine. Nope, mine. Rose and Tara were friends until the pregnancy of Rose's fifth child was confirmed. It turned into a rivalry. Well, surprise me. Rose insisted that friend take care of Shirley, but he did it, but he did nothing. He wanted to make sure that Rose knew that he was still in charge. <laughs> this is not a good idea for any man. However, mm-hmm. he would go on to taunt his wife and say that Shirley was going to take her place. Rose could see him grooming Shirley to be his next wife, and she was fucking furious about this. In March of 1978, when Shirley was six months pregnant, she moved in with a woman, and she had told other lodgers that she was more afraid of Rose than she was of Fred. Well, fuck yeah. The monster that is Rose. Mm-hmm. Fred would go visit her, but then went a week once without visiting her at, visiting her at all. She showed up his work to tell <clears throat> to tell him his baby was missing him. He told her to come. I am fucking having an issue. Well, the whole situation, like she showed up at his work to tell him that his baby was missing him. The baby's in your fucking belly. Doesn't know who you are. 
But the baby misses you. No, it doesn't. Like, I've been pregnant three times and not once did the baby tell me that it missed their daddy. (laughs) Not once. He told her to come home with him. Rose agreed to let her move back into her tiny room at Cromwell Street. About a month before Shirley was due, they got all dressed up and went and got pictures done of the two of them. He said that he got them for... Excuse me. He got them for her... Got them for her father but he kept them obviously further annoying rose don't forget fred really liked the rivalry he's got two girls fighting over him and those pictures were of him and shirley right like they they look like engagement slash baby announcement pictures or whatever fucking and he's he's just eating this up oh he loves it so as her due date draws nearer fred had decided that she was becoming more of a liability fred decided to end her life two weeks before she was set to give birth to their child okay (laughs) 38 weeks it's like he he thinks things are a good idea until they get there just like Rena having the other man's baby, he was okay with it till it got there. And with Rose having this Jamaican baby, he's okay with it until it got there. And now he gets her pregnant and he was okay with it. Well, and even Anne McFall, he was okay with her having the baby until right before she did she was supposed to. Right. It was like, oh, never mind. Back the fuck out. Beep, beep. Dude, <laughs> back the truck up. Fuck. It's, dude, it's not like fostering a puppy and deciding no. you don't want it. That's not how this has worked. This is not how any of this works. No. Well, in Fred's confession, he told multiple stories, as he often fucking does. He first said that he strangled her in the hall while Rose was having her baby, and then that she was having the baby for her girlfriend and that Rose didn't even know who she was, and then he said that she had raped Anna Marie. So, let's see. Get your shit okay. straight. All right. Um, strangled her in the hall while Rose was having her baby. Okay, plausible. But, um, but then she was having the baby for her girlfriend and Rose didn't know who she was. Okay, we're going to put that in the things that and all of all the things that never happened. This never happened the most. But be be back to when the a plausible thing is not when Rose had the baby because she was ahead. Yeah. And well and she she's having yeah. It was Tara that he says that he killed her with. Well, no. No, you didn't because she was still there for quite some time after, so you did not kill her then. So that goes in the pile. Oh, the right so, pile. Yeah, right pile. None of that is plausible. We are. Re- it's all going. All, all of the things go over here. Do you need a ladder to get your shit up on that pile? Oh, we're just going to have to go ahead and um, put some of this in a banker box and start a new pile. Yes. He said that he hit her and knocked her out and then strangled her. Once she was dead, he went by the church that was right next door, dug a hole. He couldn't get it big enough in time, so he went back and started to dismember her. Ew. Mhm. We don't know Okay, we know that we don't know how he actually killed her. It's pretty certain that Rose helped murder her and dismember her and bury her. Hmm. I couldn't get the hole deep enough, fast enough, so then I just went back and started taking her apart with a baby in her belly. Yeah. Okay. But I, I normally wouldn't do that. I could totally see him saying that. I normally wouldn't do that. I normally wouldn't pull her apart. But, you know, this time I just, yeah, Fred, everybody else, you dismembered them too. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I guess so. Yes, that's just what I do. Fuck you, Fred. But I think that's where, that's enough fuckery for this week. I think so. I mean, between 
between, you know, the incest and the want to be bestiality and murdering of pregnant women, I, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I don't. Covered. Yeah, I don't know about everybody else, but I can't fucking handle any more of them. For this episode, there will be one more. One more. The final chapter of the fuckery. And most foul. Yes. And the heinous fuckery most foul. Yes. If you're a gas, you fucking disgusting cunts. Could you fucking not? And their country behavior. That's how I was supposed country. to use country. Their country behavior. Country. Not C-O-U-N-T. C-U-N-T. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Yes. We want to give a huge shout out to our examinators, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn, and Sharon Hoffman. Yes. Um, also, if you guys are uh, interested in picking up some merch, go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com and check out some stuff there. Also, uh, to reiterate, this was on the last episode, we are doing a graphic design contest. So if you guys want to put together some of our catchphrases like verbal goulash or <laughs> my mouth betrayed me or fuck mouth make words. Um, I'll be dipped in shit. I'll be dipped in shit. Well, fucking roll me in dog shit and dip me in flour. Mm-hmm. You know you want to fuck me. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck, I'd fuck me, me hard. So, fuck me so hard. So uh, hard. What the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will need an original as well as one with a transparent background so we can put it on different colors of things. There is a prize package that we're putting together for that. So you will be compensated. Um with gifts. Gifts are plenty. We will shower you with many a gift. Many a gift. And they will not come from crazy Russians. <laughs> or maybe they fucking will. I don't, you don't know. know. You don't know. We don't know. You don't you know, know us. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. Uh, also, uh, you can send those to us at colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. And we want them in by October 31st. 31st, which is a Wednesday. Last Wednesday of October. And an anniversary. Yes. Um, If you want to find us on social media, we have Color Me Dead podcast on Facebook. We have the Color Me Dead group on Facebook. We also have the CMD motivation group. We have CMD keto motivation. motivation. Sorry. We have the Color Me Still Here. We have the Color Me Dead book club. And we have the Color Me Dead, it's turned into kind of a travel arrangement thing for CrimeCon and the True Crime Podcast Convention in Chicago. So you can also find us on Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast and Twitter at Color Me Dead Pod. Yeesh, you can follow me on Instagram at Gory underscore Nikki. Well, we're going to close this one down. We'll see you uh, next Wednesday for the final installment but maybe in the meantime don't have tea with fred and rose west and uh stay Stay out of chalk lines lines. goodbye Goodbye. say goodbye goodbye